BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Spring deals at Ross will have you saying, it's a yes for me. Say yes to trending looks like tube tops, dad shorts, and miniskirts for less than online, or vintage tees and beach shorts for a weekend getaway. With all the styles to choose from, there's a yes around every corner. Because saving money and looking good is what you do. It's a yes for you and your bank account. Hit up Ross for your certified yes for me moment. Hey there, welcome to the next episode in this series that we have been doing on unmet expectations and disappointments and all the things uh, that surround those feelings. Today, we're going to jump ahead a little bit. Um, We're going to jump to, I'm not necessarily going like directly chapter by chapter in this series, just kind of taking different themes of the book and trying to work that into conversation about really tough things, really honest things, real things, things that we walk through. And so I want to jump ahead to the theme that really is found in chapter 12. It's called Make the Most of the Almost. That's the chapter title. And in that chapter, I talk a lot about how to really and what it looks like to lean into making the most of being in a situation you didn't think you were going to be in, being in a season you didn't think you'd still be in, finding yourself kind of still stuck or dealing with uncertainty or, you know, when your plans don't go according to plan, what typically happens is there's first a disruption and then there's this subsequent season or period of kind of picking up the pieces of where do I go from here of uncertainty of waiting for the next opportunity, the next right step, the next open door. And so that's really kind of that in between that I refer to in the subtitle of Embrace Your Almost in-betweens, not quites and unknowns, that in-between of like right between a disruption and where you thought you'd be, there's this weird period of like, what do I do with myself? And so anyway, all of that said, in that chapter, I dig deep into some advice that a friend gave me. She gave me the advice to really try to look at this as a boot camp season. And I I was kind of challenged by that. And I I share this in a lot more detail in that chapter. Um, But for me, that looked like doing a variety of different things that helped me grow and helped me really kind of use that time well. I typically tend to just try to distract myself or like ignore all the feelings I don't want to deal with. And I think instead of doing that, the healthier thing to do is not necessarily just sit around and like be mad all the time or be frustrated, although there's room for that too, but to really be intentional about the things we choose to fill our time in that that open space with. And for me, that looked like volunteering. It looked like trying to learn new things. It looked like um, finding a hobby. You know, I was so busy in my life up until that point that when you have a big disruption or something that really throws you off course, and then you find yourself kind of like spiraling a little bit and just kind of like, where am I going? Um, sometimes it's really helpful to have 
to, to find things you enjoy doing that doesn't take the pain away, that doesn't take the confusion away or whatever other feelings may accompany that type of experience. But it does add just a little bit of life and light to a time that can feel really confusing or really uncertain. And so everything from volunteering to finding a hobby that I really enjoyed for me that became gardening to learning new things, to checking things off my bucket list, to doing projects around my house that kind of became another hobby for me. Things that filled my time that felt intentional, that felt like they were growing me, developing me. I really took that time to invest in my health, to invest in my mental health by going to counseling, by by um, investing in my physical health, by seeing functional doctors and trying to find root causes of different symptoms I was having. And I really took some time to really kind of mother myself and pour into myself. And so all of that said, you know, as much as those times that we find ourselves kind of not where we thought we'd be in life really suck in many ways, there is often an opportunity to just lean in and, and ask ourselves like, okay, what opportunity does this obstacle provide? And that seems really backwards because when an obstacle is sitting in your way, it doesn't feel like there's any opportunity at all. Trust me, I'm speaking from a lot of experience. And especially when it's the heat of the moment, it's not always that you see that like in the intensity of the disappointment or the letdown or the, you know, the redirection or whatever may have thrown you off course. But eventually I think as we begin to ask those questions, we can discover that, okay, this isn't really what I wanted to be doing, but maybe it's what I need to be doing, or maybe it's what I need to really prepare me for what's next for me. So all of that said, I was kind of trying to decide how I wanted to go about this episode. And what I thought would be fun is to have a conversation with a gal that I know on the internet. She's amazing. And we're going to talk a lot about um, home stuff and house stuff. And the reason I think this fits this theme well is because whether or not you're really into home decor or not, I want it to re-inspire you. I want it to inspire you to look around at the living space that you're in, the season you're in, wherever you find yourself, even if it's not really where you wanted to find yourself, and maybe just be inspired to look at things a little differently, to consider how you could get creative, how you might be able to take up a hobby you wouldn't have otherwise considered, to get creative and use your hands and you know try new things and to really consider like maybe I'm not necessarily good at these things maybe I'm an amateur at whether it's home decor or you know DIY projects or gardening or any other hobby or enjoyable thing you might try but my hope is that this inspires you to try something new to get outside your comfort zone to get creative to really consider what's around you and what you could do to make this season of your life a little bit more enjoyable even if it's not where you thought you would be so without further ado here is my conversation with brooke riley we're going to talk all about home stuff making a space you love home decor and really how to get re-inspired and be creative in the space that you're in You're listening to She with Jordan Lee Dooley, a personal development podcast for the everyday woman. Come invited, leave ignited. Here's your host, Jordan Lee Dooley. Hey, Brooke, welcome to She. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. Yes, so happy to have you. I am so looking forward to this conversation. We have a lot to tackle today. I think it's going to be really valuable. But before we do that, I'd love if we can just start with you. Can you share a little bit of your background and what led you to start Refabbed Boutique? Yes, absolutely. So Refabbed started as a DIY decorating 
blog in 2015, actually April of 2015, so Mm -hmm. seven years ago, and it really just stemmed from my love of all things DIY, decorating, turning something that was old and forgotten into something new and beautiful, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, renovating homes, flipping homes. My husband and I had done that for years leading up to that. It's just a side hustle thing, just something we love to do. We always had an entrepreneurial spirit, Mm -hmm. and so, you know, that was just the a given that it was something I loved, something I was good at, something I was talented at, but it was Mm -hmm. never a career or something I thought of as that could ever be like my life. Honestly, Mm -hmm. I just thought it would always just be something I enjoyed on the side, but um, God had other plans like he oftentimes does. And, you know, a few years before I actually dove in and started Refab, the Refab blog, I had struggled with infertility for a few years, ended up finally getting pregnant and miscarrying with twins. You know, I went through all that, you know, just just a just a big thing um, that sometimes life um, hands us Mm -hmm. and went through all that. And in the midst of that, God was just changing my heart, Mm -hmm. I guess is the easiest way to say it. And just kind of shifting things in me, knowing that there was something more for me than what I was currently doing. Hmm. And that's really all it was. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what was ahead. I didn't know anything. I was in the waiting period. Mm-hmm. So, you know, fast forward to um, 2014-ish, and um, I had a major health scare when I was working mm-hmm. full-time and ended up being life-flighted to Vanderbilt Neuro wow. ICU in Nashville. Mm. Turns out they thought I was having a full-blown stroke. Turns out it was a mini stroke brought Mm. on by stress. Wow. And so it was during that time that everything just started shifting in my life. And I was like, you know, there's something more for me. I'd known that. I'm I'm just not in the place that God wants me. I'm happy where I'm at. I love Mm -hmm. my job. But Mm -hmm. like things are just not how they need to be right Mm. now. And so it was during that time of heartache and struggle that he started making things clear to me that, hey, I gave you this passion and this Mm -hmm. talent, and I want you to use that for me, and I'm going to turn that into something beautiful, and I am going to make a business out of it. Hmm. In a nutshell, you know there's always so much more to that, and it's not like he was audibly putting a neon sign and all the things. So I just just took a leap of faith Hmm. and started refab.com full of DIY and decorating tips. And six months after doing that, I quit my full-time job making zero money and headed off into the world of DIY and decorating and the internet. (laughs) Thank you for sharing that. I mean, and sharing some of your struggles too, because it's so true. Like sometimes it's our trials that really um, are the birthplace for the next thing that God wants to call us into. And it can be so hard to see it that way when we're in the middle of it, but yet then you see the next the next season unfold or the next opportunity and and the way that you can impact through that, the way that your your heartbreak and your waiting and your broken dreams in the past or even health scares like can shape your view on so much and give you perspective. And I can completely relate in some ways just to feeling like waiting seasons or suffering or even health issues really do they create the way I describe it. I recently wrote a book and in the book, I talk about how um, those experiences as painful or frustrating or confusing as they can be, they're also a unique opportunity. Sometimes it's in those things that truly like lay you flat on your back and force you to open your hands and like kind of reevaluate where am I going and what am I doing and why and what is it that God has for me and how can this be 
how can I use this for good? And it just starts to sometimes give you that clarity that you otherwise would not have, that you otherwise would not have had. Like adversity really can create clarity. And as much as I'd rather get the clarity by God, just like parting the heavens and telling me like, this is what you need to do. You know, sometimes it is truly through the hard stuff and, and the adversity that, that shifts our perspective or that breaks away the distraction or refines us in one way or another that can lead to really Absolutely. beautiful things. So I, I'm really thankful that you shared kind of the the human story behind starting something like this because it's not, and I, and I love just even how appropriate the concept is, like this idea of refurbishing and DIY and taking something old and broken and beaten and like renewing it kind of. And I think that's what God does to us through suffering, but the process is painful. It's not fun to be like, you know, renovated, if you will. <laughs> That's where the whole name refab even stemmed from. Like Mm. people think it's only about the, you know, the refabbing furniture and Mm. pieces and all that. But the reason I even um, came up with the name refabbed was because God refabbed me. Like he took me, sanded me down. He Mm. gave me a fresh cone of paint. He made me new and he could do Mm. that for everyone. And so I thought it had a really great meaning just all around, just in my personal life and in my business life. So Mm. what you said is just absolutely true. Mm. So good. I love that so much. Well, I really appreciate that as kind of our starting point, because what I wanted to dig into today is more on the, your. I want to dig into some of your knowledge and expertise, especially when it comes to our homes, because all of us in one way or another, whether we own an, a you know a home or we're renting an apartment or living in a condo or have roommates or have a family or somewhere in the middle or in between, you know, I think that our homes are really like a refuge and especially in seasons where we're walking through something hard, but also in seasons where we're just trying to manage life and do all the things I really oh, have yeah. found like the gift of, you know, and the joy of creating a home and a home that I I enjoy being in and that I want to invite others into. And that is a place where I feel inspired, a place where I feel comfortable, a place where I feel at home. And that feels unique to me. You know, it's like, it's like our little space. And so I want to dig into that because I really think home can be a refuge. And I know that a lot of people believe that to decorate your home, to make it something unique to you and make it beautiful, you need to spend a ton of money and it's expensive and it's hard to do. But I know that's not necessarily true. And I would just love if you can kind of, I know we're kind of shifting gears here, but I'd love if you can give some of your thoughts on decorating a home on a budget and kind of using and, and uh, I guess, curating and cultivating this space to make it your own, to make it something you can use for good, for hospitality, for as a refuge, and for even just your own life and your own family. But how can we do that on a budget? How can we do that well? I really kind of want to dig into this idea of curating and cultivating a home that we love, but also doing that in a budget-friendly way. Yeah, that's my absolute favorite thing to talk about. So I'm mm. super glad you asked that. That I, I feel like that is kind of my forte, obviously, is turning things, I'm turning a house into a home on a budget, you know, and to make yourself and to understand that there is no one size fits all for mm. anybody when it comes to your home. Like, you know, you may say, oh, well, farmhouse is all the thing right now, or this is all the thing right now. And, and that's fine. And if you love that, that's what you need to do. But if you don't, guess what? That's okay, too. It's your home. And you have to do what makes you happy and what makes you feel you know, joyful Mm -hmm. and at peace in that space. And so doing that on a budget is super easy. I think what I've done through the years is if I see a piece 
out and about wherever I am. I don't care if I'm at Walmart, if I'm at Big Lots, if I'm at Target, if I'm at a thrift store, if I'm at Anthropology. Mm-hmm. That's not going to be as budget friendly, but mm-hmm. you know, it, it can come from anywhere to be inspired. If I see something that I love, I get it. You know, mm-hmm. if if it's in my budget and it's something that that I want, I don't always think, okay, where is this going to go? What am I going to do with this? What's the exact place I'm going to have this? And what style it is? Hmm. Is it going to match? Is it going to do this? If I love the piece or if I see potential in the piece that I can change it up, Mm -hmm. then I grab it and I make it work. And I Mm -hmm. think that is one of the most fun things about decorating is there is no Like I said, no one size fits all, no one budget fits all. What Mm -hmm. may be budget friendly to me may not be budget friendly to somebody Mm -hmm. else or what may be budget friendly to you is not, you know, vice versa. So I pick pieces that I just love and that speaks to me in whatever way. Maybe it speaks to my fun, quirky personality. Maybe it speaks to my serious side or brings back a memory or some Mm -hmm. type of nostalgia or something whatever reason it speaks to me, Mm -hmm. then I'll grab that sucker up. Mm -hmm. And when I get home, I figure out what I'm going to do with Mm -hmm. it. And that is kind of the opposite of, I think, what a lot of people's minds do. They feel like, well, where am I going to put this? Where's it going to go? What do, and, and that is not how I think about it. Mm -hmm. If I like something, it doesn't matter if it's like bright pink Mm -hmm. and I've got more of a farmhouse vibe, Mm -hmm. like it's going to work, you Mm -hmm. know, and you're going to pull it together and you're going to make it fit your style and your style can be anything. Hmm. And I love thrift stores. That's where you can find so much budget-friendly decor. Mm -hmm. Um, Love looking at consignment and thrift. You just never know what you're going to find. And, and, you know, you may use it exactly how it is. It may fit right into your style Mm -hmm. or your home exactly like it is. Or it may be something that you're going to have to look at and be like, I see the potential here. Mm -hmm. I don't like it this color, but Mm -hmm. I can spray paint it or I could paint over it with you know, craft paint or chalk paint or whatever, or add new knobs or mm-hmm. just whatever you can do and make it your own. And you can just mix so many pieces like that, whether it's artwork or furniture pieces mm-hmm. or whatever, and make your house a home on such a such a unique budget and style that is just completely yours and mm-hmm. doesn't look cookie cutter like everybody else's mm-hmm. on the internet or on Pinterest or wherever you're going. And yeah. I think that's the fun of that. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I think that's a great piece of advice because you're right. I think a lot of times we think like, well, I need to have the whole room planned out and know exactly what I need where, but I don't know if you've ever found this. I feel like sometimes when I have it in my mind, what I need to get for a certain spot, like I want this kind of table or this kind of thing. It seems to me that when I know what I want to actually get, I can never actually find what I'm looking Or like, it's very rare to find what I exactly what I want, unless I already it's usually that I find the thing on even if it's on the internet, it's not always in person. But either way, like I find something that I'm like, Oh my gosh, I really love that piece. And it's easier in many ways to be like, Okay, I know where I'll, I'll replace this light fixture with it, or I'll do this or the other thing. But on the other hand, when I'm like, oh, I need this specific kind of table right here. I can never find that kind of table or I find the table, but not with the right measurements. And it's just like a complete pain. (laughs) So I love that that's kind of like a freeing way of approaching it. And I think that makes it a little bit more fun too and not so like high pressure and high stress. Exactly. Um, I would love to go room by room a little bit too, like, especially because there's some areas I think that are easier to decorate and other, like for each of us, for some of us, bedrooms come super easy. And for others of us, it's like, that's the hardest thing in the world. Mm. And so I'd love if you can share some easy ways to update or redecorate rooms like the kitchen or the living room or even a bathroom. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So 
like you said, some rooms are easier for others. Like my bedroom seems to be one of the hardest rooms for me. And Mm -hmm. I think part of that is simply because nobody sees it as much, except Mm -hmm. when I share it on the blog. So it kind of gets to the back burner. Mm -hmm. But like the kitchen and living room, bathrooms like that, people see. And so I'm more motivated to want to decorate those rooms because people are going to come and they're going to see those. And so like, I'll tell you one thing right off the bat. I never, ever, ever leave stuff in the same room. I change Mm. stuff all the time. Something that's in the kitchen may be in the bathroom next month. Something that's Mm. in the bathroom may be in the bedroom next month. Mm. So shopping my own home and changing things around constantly and thinking of new ways to use the same item Mm -hmm. can make you feel like you have um, totally revamped because you have, but you haven't had to spend even more money to do that. So Mm. that's a great budget tip as well that Mm -hmm. I do all the time. Um, And and then people forget they even saw it somewhere else because it looks so different in a different space. So that's one thing that I love to do. But for the bathroom, like I like bathroom humor. So everybody's Mm -hmm. not going to love that. Mm -hmm. But I look for fun little signs that I can just kind of stick in there about different things. Like we got one that says, have a nice poop. I know not everybody's (laughs) going to love that, you know, but like our family is just really fun and Mm lighthearted. So, you know, we put fun little signs like that in there. I love to use color in the bathroom. Mm -hmm. I think that's just a really fun space to, you know, get a good cheap shower curtain that has like a really fun design on it. Mm -hmm. And if you get tired of it, you know, you haven't spent 20 $25 $25 and you can easily change that out at any time. If you want to go with a more neutral look, you can get like a really cute ruffled white shower curtain. Mm-hmm. I mean, even on Amazon, 15 bucks, something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so switching things out like a, like a shower curtain and the little hooks on the top, that can be a super easy way to change the whole look of the bathroom on mm-hmm. a really tight budget, you know, mm-hmm. and just the bath mats and just like different flowers or changing out, um, even something as much as a faucet, you know, mm-hmm. those aren't as expensive as you would think. And you can spray paint your faucet. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are now going to gold and they weren't for a while. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you don't want to go through and change every single thing with something brand new, spray paint what you already have and you've got a whole new look on a budget. That's like, I mean, you know, things like that, that we can, sometimes we just don't think about. That's not how everybody's Mm -hmm. mind works, Mm -hmm. but we can change things up so much, especially in a bathroom space to just really revamp it and make it look new for under a hundred dollars easily all day, every day. Um, So that's a really fun room to redecorate for me. And I Mm -hmm. change mine up far more than probably most people do, but Mm -hmm. You know, that's just what I love to do. So you Mm -hmm. never know when you go in there what you're going to find. But the bathroom, that's that's just some tips on that that I love to change up uh, for the seasons or just for my mood or Mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, I just change things up in there really easily. In the kitchen, I love to change just like in, you know, your your towels and stuff like that, your little tea towels, little things like that that you can get a pack of two for like $6.99 at Home Goods mm-hmm. can change the whole look and feel of your kitchen. Big Lots, Walmart, Target, all those budget-friendly places have mm-hmm. tons of little rugs, little scattered rugs that you can throw in front of your oven or your sink or whatever mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that kind of changes the feel and look of that. 
um, changing coffee mugs. I mean, that you're going to sit around like mm-hmm. little things like that mm-hmm. just make a huge impact Yeah, um, totally. in a space. So I love to do that. I'm yeah. obsessed with coffee mugs. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be like the ultimate coffee mug collector. And then we moved and I was like, I have to simplify my life. I cannot have like a yes. hundred coffee mugs. My husband was like, praise God, glory to God. It was hilarious. <laughs> um, now I have like a solid 10 that I come back to. But I will say one thing that you said about the kitchen and even just kind of like adding simple things is so true because like, for example, we bought a new home that was being built. So it was like a spec home. We just didn't want to like live with my parents for seven months and build from scratch in the season of our lives. So we were like, okay, we'll do a spec, even though we'd love to build something that's more us, we'll like make it more of ours. So anyways, Mm -hmm. we got to pick a couple things like the wall color and the countertops, but the majority of it like was out of our hands in terms of what we we got to pick. So our kitchen is very white, which I'm like, okay, I like that. I'd rather something that's like kind of a blank canvas, but it Mm -hmm. felt very sterile for a while. Like it had like the very builder great light fixtures. It was like, you know, kind of just had no texture, no warmth, no yes. anything. And I mean, there's still things that I need to do and want to change out. But a couple of things that we did is we just like changed out our light fixtures with something that was more of like a wood it was like a wood light fixture um, open, but it just added some warmth. And then one of the things that I found was really helpful because we had like a white backsplash, white countertops, white cabinets, like black little poles, but the majority of it was like black and white. I was like, we need some warmth in here. And so I ended up finding this like uh, I want to call it like a painting that was in like almost like a old goldish frame. I think it was from like, I don't even remember where it was from, but I, I found it, I think maybe on Amazon or it was like a studio McGee type knockoff. Anyways, I like have that behind my oven, which at first I thought was a terrible idea. Cause I was like, this is going to get grease all over it. Like, or my stovetop, I'm sorry. And it actually has like not had any problems. It's held up really well. And it's just like a little simple thing that kind mm-hmm. of warms up this because otherwise it's just a big blank white uh, like, I mean, it's, it's not, it's like a white backsplash. And so it's just like open, you know? And so putting that there immediately added like so much character to the kitchen, even though it's still a very like builder grade kitchen that still needs a lot of like updates that I want to make. But you know, that simple change, I was like, wow, that cost me like 30 bucks and totally changed the whole feel of the kitchen. It just makes it feel a little more custom, a little more homey. So yeah, I just, I I'm so with you. I just like adding some simple things like that can really make a huge difference. And I think sometimes it's just, it's not that people don't know this. It's just, they don't think about it. And like, mm-hmm. sometimes just hearing something like this in a, in a way like we're talking, they're like, oh my gosh, you know what? I could do that. Like, I just didn't think about it. Right. Not everybody's mind works like that. And right. like you said, and I'm glad you mentioned that because over the stove, um, I always decorate over my stuff, like a sign or a picture mm-hmm. or, you know, it's a back basket, something mm-hmm. just, it just depends. It changes a lot. And I was like you, I was worried it was get just really nasty but Mm -hmm. it doesn't and I think that is an area that people fail to decorate because they think that so Mm -hmm. maybe that'll kind of inspire somebody and one more thing about the kitchen that can really just obviously the light fixture makes a ton of difference Mm -hmm. and you can find those so budget friendly a lot Mm -hmm. more friendly than people think Mm -hmm. but changing out the hardware Mm -hmm. you know changing the hardware on the cabinet yeah. And yes, that can definitely add up depending what hardware you get, mm-hmm. um, how many you have. But I mean, even places like Hobby Lobby, you know, when mm-hmm. they have their 50% off sale on their knobs, like really, really different, unique 
things that can just totally change a white cabinet, make it look completely different. Mm -hmm. And I love doing that. Yeah. Yeah. You're so right. It's so true that these little things. And I think just even like you said, hearing like, oh, and, and, and again, like in those places where you're like, well, what if it got ruined or what if it doesn't hold up? Then it's like, yeah, get something that you're not going to be distraught about. Like I wouldn't suggest putting the Mona Lisa back there, but maybe, you know, putting something that's like, okay, it cost me 30 bucks. It lasted a year and a half. Perfect. You know, it's like, can you get your use out of it? You know? So I love that. I think those are great pieces of advice and great tips. Did you see my new book, Embrace Your Almost, is officially out in the world, and I can't believe it's available to you anywhere books are sold. You can grab it from Amazon or Target or Barnes & Noble or Books A Million. There's some special editions out there, too. Target has an exclusive edition. Barnes & Noble and Books A Million both have signed editions. And you can also get it at local independent bookstores. Anywhere books are sold, you should be able to find it. So if you are walking through a season of unmet expectations or disappointment or broken dreams or waiting or uncertainty, this book will bless your life. If you are not in one of those seasons, but you're just not entirely sure what's next for you, this book will bless your life. And if you have a loved one or a friend or a sister who's walking through a season like that, who's dealing with unmet expectations or broken dreams or uncertainty or waiting, this book will be such a great gift for her or something to pass on to her. So if that sounds like something you need or something a loved one in your life needs, grab a copy. Grab a copy from Amazon. Grab a copy from Barnes & Noble, from Target, from anywhere books are sold. I cannot wait to hear what you think. And I cannot wait to not only get this message in your hands, but also for you to pass on this message and share it because I believe it's more than a message. It's a movement. So as you listen, as you go about your day, I would love for you to put it in order, grab a copy and start reading as soon as it arrives at your door. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. With two little kids, I do most of my shopping online now, but it can be so hard to shop for things like clothes online because I never know if I'm getting good quality until it arrives. The game changer, upgrading to high quality, affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have luxury essentials that transition from one occasion to the next, and I stayed on budget. Quince has so many options to choose from, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. One of my favorite items from Quince is the silk pajamas I got. They are so high quality, a luxury pajamas, but not at a luxury price tag. And I just feel like they don't even compare to some of the other pajamas that I have bought online or that I've bought um, just at various different stores. And like, these are incredible. <laughs> 
Indulge in affordable luxury by going to quince.com slash she for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash she to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash she. Thrive Market is a go-to for all your grocery and household essentials, and the convenience of getting everything online then quickly shipped to your doorstep is a huge time saver. Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories, and you can use their on-site filters to suit your lifestyle needs. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks, low-sugar alternatives, or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with just a few clicks. And when you shop Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for- one membership matching program. You join and they give. I use Thrive Market every single month. I get our dish detergent, dish soap, and various other just basic household essentials that are low-tox and non-tox ingredients, and it is the easiest way to get all of my favorite clean items sent right to my door at an affordable price, I should add. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash she for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash she. Thrivemarket.com slash she. One more little tip that it goes for in the bedroom, but I don't, but I think this is great tip that I don't think a lot of people think about. And I just want to mention it real quick. Hmm. Like I said, the bedroom is one of the hardest places for me, but one thing that I always do in the bedroom and I change it up for seasons, like for Christmas and different things and depending on the time of year is at the end of your bed, taking a table runner that would go on you know, like your table, your dining room table and TJ Maxx and places like that, that is the go-to place for me and home goods. But they've got super cute table runners and just put that at the end of your bed across Mm. the bottom Mm. and it will totally change the whole look of your bed and just be so cute. I do that all the time. I've had so many questions about where'd you get them? Like, it's just a table runner, (laughs) you know, and you know, they got pom-poms on the end or fun little tassels and this in that and they it will absolutely change the whole look of your your bedding and I just think it's a really fun accent that can just be taken off in an instant changed in an instant and totally change the look of your bedroom so I just wanted to mention that that's a little fun tip yeah that I love to do so it's funny how (laughs) no I love that you did and it's funny because sometimes the little things that you wouldn't think to use in certain places like if like an off-label use is what I would call it like Uh that's awesome and it's just like such a little hack so that's great Okay. I'd love to hear, and you mentioned a few, but let's go back to, I know you mentioned like Hobby Lobby and a couple others, but what are some of your favorite stores to go to when it comes to finding budget-friendly decor, decor that isn't, you know, maybe designer per se, but also can help you create a little bit more of a custom space? Do you have any places that you recommend or that are your favorites? Oh, yeah. Um, so I've mentioned TJ Maxx and Home Goods. Love mm-hmm. those. Hobby Lobby. Love Hobby Lobby. Um, and, and you know, sometimes you can think, well, Hobby Lobby is kind of generic. Mm-hmm. Or you might think that. So I've heard people say that. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you have to look in all the aisles. You cannot just go to the specific aisle that you think 
Mm. is what you need. Like I look through every single aisle. I'm just one of those people. And it doesn't matter what store I'm in. I might find something in the Christmas aisle that Mm -hmm. I'm going to use in the springtime. Like Mm -hmm. you just got to open your eyes. And like, even in the spring clearance after it's past spring, like something will be perfect for the fall. Mm. So like just constantly leaving your mind open to possibilities. Mm -hmm. So Hobby Lobby is a great place just because it's so budget friendly and there's such a variety mm-hmm. and you can totally mix those things in with your other finds and it's a great place so that um like i said tj maxx home goods i love places like ross dress for less mm-hmm. um, burke's outlet um all of those type of places plus thrift stores and consignment stores mm-hmm. those are just my absolute favorite go-to places and obviously target mm-hmm. i love target i love their decor And Walmart, Walmart and Dollar General. Hmm. Dollar General has been up in their game majorly. And if anybody follows me on my Facebook page, they've seen me do some decor hauls from Dollar General. And Mm -hmm. it's been amazing. Like people be like, where did you get that? I'm like, Dollar General, you know, Mm -hmm. eight bucks. And Mm -hmm. you just, (laughs) just mix in all these things together. You would not think because Mm -hmm. it's got like a label in your head of, oh, well, you know, that's Mm -hmm. from the dollar store who in the world cares like mm-hmm. if it's cute and if you love it you mix it with all the other things you might mix it from a junk with a junk store fine with something from walmart mm-hmm. and with something that you did spend a pretty penny on that you were willing to invest in and mix them all together yeah. and you've got a beautiful vignette that has come from all kinds of places for an overall really good budget yeah and i just think that is so fun too. yeah that's great love that great advice and i and i it's so funny what you're talking about just about the whole, like, you know, you might be looking for something for the spring, but you actually find something that you could use in the fall or you go going in the places you wouldn't think to go. I mean, it's just kind of, you got a little, think a little bit creatively, but I completely agree with you. There's totally been times when I'm like, I definitely found something that I didn't think that I would be using now, but this actually works really well if you use it in a slightly different way or put it, you know, just kind of think creatively about it. So I love that. That's really all really good advice. Um, I'd be curious to, do you have any tips for mixing like older and newer pieces in your home or mixing different like textures or woods and metals together? I'd be curious what advice you would give for someone who's kind of learning. I have some old pieces maybe that have been passed down to me or that I've had for years, but I've also bought these newer things from kind of some more modern places. I'd just be curious what your advice is for mix and matching those types of things in a way that actually like looks good. It doesn't look like you don't know what you're doing. (laughs) Exactly. Well, and I think there's maybe a fine line to that, but, but the biggest thing I think, and I just believe this with my whole heart, is just to try things. Mm -hmm. Um, Don't be scared to mix patterns. Don't be scared to mix textures and elements that you wouldn't necessarily think go Mm -hmm. together. Mm -hmm. Old and new, all the things. And a lot of times, we can get so caught up in worrying about if it's going to go together, and if this is going to match, and if this is going to blah, 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 Mm -hmm. that we end up paralyzing ourselves to where we won't we don't do anything. Mm-hmm. And so I would just encourage people to just literally start trying things, putting them together that you got. If you, and like I said earlier, I find things I love and I make, I make them work mm-hmm. together. I just do. And, and, you know, so many times I've had people tell me I would have never thought to put that with that mm-hmm. or that striped pattern with that yeah. polka dot pattern or that gold with that really old chippy piece, you mm-hmm. know, and like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, 
honestly, I believe if you love it together, then it works together. Hmm. I believe that. But now you can definitely do some stuff that's like, okay, let me help you out a little bit. Mm -hmm. So for that, there's a place locally um, to me that is called Anything Goes. And it's just a junk store. Hmm. And it's also an antique store inside. But on the outside, there's like just rows and rows of just junk. And it stays Mm -hmm. out in the weather. And people drive hours from around to go to this place and I find stuff there constantly. I might find like one old piece of metal that's mm-hmm. like all just been weathered through all the years mm-hmm. and, and I might grab it for $4 or mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. Well, I bring it home and I'm like, what do I want to do with this? Mm-hmm. And so I'm looking at my built-ins and I'm like, I'm going to use that as a layering piece. So I may stick that piece of old rusty metal behind all of my other pieces as like a backdrop. Hmm. And then I may put some spindles or something in front of that, some old chippy wood spindles. And then I may have this really pretty gold frame that I spray painted or that I found Mm -hmm. at a thrift store. And then, you know, maybe even put a piece of fabric in that frame instead of a picture that has like a really pretty texture or even wrapping paper that I just love you know, the look of and frame that and just mixing and matching all those different things. And then I may have a really pretty piece that I may have actually, you know, wouldn't be considered as budget friendly Mm -hmm. that I may have gotten at a really nice, you know, boutique or something Mm -hmm. along the way and mix that in. And here I have, you know, a piece of wallpaper from Dollar General that I just love the design Mm -hmm. in a vintage frame with a piece of metal from the junk store with chippy spindles from an old, you know, table and all this mixed together with a really nice piece that just makes a really fun and interesting Mm. vignette where it just all comes together. And, you know, and I'm hoping that by me saying stuff like that, people's wheels get to turn in about how they can mix and match things in a different way. And I know that a podcast is not as visual, mm-hmm. but I've got so many ideas on my blog that they can also go look at where I actually do this and they can see pictures of how I put mm-hmm. those things together. So they can definitely check that out too. But mm-hmm. I think it's just trying things and seeing what it looks like mm-hmm. and seeing what they think and not being scared to mix and match things that maybe even the experts in air quotes mm-hmm. say go together, mm. you know, like who yeah. are they and who are they to say what, what right. we should love together, you know? Mm. Yeah. That's a really good point. That's also super freeing because like you said, they don't, I mean, they don't live in your home. Like they don't, have to, exactly. they don't have to like it. So yeah, I think that's great advice. And if you like it, then I think that's what's most important. And I think, I mean, I'd be curious what your thought is on this too, but sometimes like it's helpful to get feedback from some friends. Like there's a room in my house that I'm thinking of right now that's just literally sitting empty and I've done nothing with it because I haven't made up my mind of like, what direction do we want to go? Do we want this to be like a functional space? Do we want to like do board and batten on the wall? Like I'm just so like unsure. And it was really helpful because a week or so ago I had some, we had some friends over and my one friend, um, she's very like, just has a good eye for that kind of stuff. And so we sat in there and she really helped me think through not like first, cause I was really focused on like the color scheme and like what I wanted to do. And she's like, well, first, how do you want to use this room? And she started like asking mm-hmm. some questions. And then I was sharing with her some ideas once I kind of was able to come to my conclusion on that answer. And she was really helpful at giving feedback. And like, again, it's not that other people have to like hundred percent approve of what you're doing in your home, but it is helpful to like ask a couple of friends that you think have a good sense or that you like their style or you like how they've yes. decorated and just say like, what do you think of these two things together? Does it look 
Like, does it look okay? Is it confusing? I like it, but I don't know if I like it enough to keep it. Like, it's okay to also get feedback from a spouse yes. or family member or friend that you know will give you honest feedback, but like not in a rude way. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And and I wouldn't go to the internet and ask people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, well, and with 850,000 Facebook followers, I have learned that... Um, <laughs> I share stuff all the time and you know, and it's okay to get negative feedback, but definitely, mm-hmm. like you said, go to, you know, somebody that you really um, enjoy their style. You really appreciate the way they decorate or they've got a knack or an eye for it. And like mm-hmm. you said, yes, I do that. I do that a hundred percent. I may text, you know, my sister or somebody and be like, Hey, what do you think about this? Mm-hmm. Just to get their initial feedback. And, and because sometimes you are torn, like you think you like it, but you don't know. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's just that opinion of somebody else. It's like, it's okay. But what if you did this? And you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't even think about that. And then that's the one little change that makes you love it, you know? Mm. So definitely getting feedback, I 100% agree, um, mm. is a great thing. But not being so reliant on the feedback that you can't ever make your own decisions mm. to know mm-hmm. what you love without having to get the approval of somebody else. Yeah, that's so good. That's so good. Really good advice. I love it. Okay, I want to have a couple, I want to ask a couple more questions and then we're going to wrap up here. So, First, what are some key decor elements, especially like as we're talking about how to do this in a budget friendly way, if it's like, okay, if you need to focus in on like the key elements, because we, I think we can get really caught up in like the cutesy little stuff, like the cute little painting or like the little flower or the throw pillow and all of those things are nice, like additions, I think. And sometimes they are probably keys. It depends on where you're at and what you're using, but I'm sure there's some like staple or like key decor elements that if you focused Mm -hmm. on can really change the look of a room. So I would be curious, what would you say? Like, Hey, if you're on a budget and you only want to, you can only get a couple of things, you know, focus on these pieces for this type of room or these pieces for that type of room. Is there any kind of key pieces that you say are like beneficial to focus on or prioritize? I definitely think that's true. I think, um, and I'm not a minimalist and I wish I was, I'm not. (laughs) So I can focus so much on all these little things. And, Mm -hmm. um, and so I definitely get that perspective a hundred percent, but basically like say for a living room, Mm -hmm. for example, um, I always have like a blank canvas for like a couch or Mm -hmm. a chair um, that can kind of stand the test of time, stand the test of styles, Mm -hmm. whatever. And I'm not saying it has to be a neutral piece. I mean, you can have a velvet green couch if that's what you want. Mm -hmm. But like my couch is like a staple piece. Like Mm -hmm. it is just one of those things that it is you know, mine's gray, mm-hmm. but, and that way it co- kind of goes with Christmas, anything mm-hmm. that I want to decorate, I can change pillows out and all that and make a, a big punch, but the basic stays the same. Mm-hmm. So I think like, you know, your couch or like, um, your, well, I always get like a really cute, um, accent chair. I was trying to think mm-hmm. of the word accent. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, hey, you know how you're like, what is that? Word? <laughs> what is the word? Yes. So like, Yes. So an accent chair that you can find on, you know, you can really find accent chairs on a budget. You truly can. Wayfair, Home Goods, like all the places um, you can really find some cute accent chairs. So even one that has a punch of color or something, it doesn't have to be something that you're willing to um, kind of hold through the seasons and that you can change up with the additions like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. So I'm always thinking like your furniture pieces as far as like where you're going to sit, what's going to be comfortable, mm-hmm. what's going to make you feel good in the space because you're going to be sitting on it. You're going to yeah. be spending time on it. You're not just going to be looking at it, you mm-hmm. know, so that I think that kind of makes a big difference. 
whatever things that you are actually going to be using daily, Mm -hmm. like in a practical way, I would put more time and thought onto those things. Mm -hmm. And you can change up the aesthetics of the room anytime. You know, Mm -hmm. even the little... Even the little, you know, like the accent pillows mm-hmm. and any vignettes you do on built-in spaces or even your mantle, stuff like that, that can easily be changed. Mm-hmm. But the things that are going to kind of stand the test of time, I would put more time and effort and thought into those pieces and mm-hmm. how they're going to look and feel through the seasons of life yeah. that you're in. Um, and so that's kind of how that's kind of how I do things. Like I'm gonna change a table up two or three times, put it in another room, mm-hmm. whatever. But I'm not gonna carry my couch around, right? And change it in every room and constantly get a new couch. I mean, that's just not something you're gonna do. So like, put more time, effort, and thought into those pieces, and then you can easily change up the aesthetic. Yeah, I love that. I agree on. with you. I feel like the staples of like your furniture and the pieces that you're really not going to move, even like light fixtures, like that's yes. not something I want to be changing out every few months or with like different Absolutely seasons. Not. So it's like, can you find the timeless things that kind of add some warmth, add the texture, and then build around those things? I think that's yes. really good advice. Yeah. Love that. Absolutely. Okay. It's on that same kind of line of thinking, what would you say are pieces or decor pieces that you would consider like being a little bit worth, like worth a little bit more investment, I guess? Like, would you say like, no, invest in like some good light fixtures so that they last or like invest in a really good couch. So you like, like, I'd just be curious if there's anything that comes to mind. If it's like, we're trying to do this on a budget, but if you are going to put a little bit more investment into something, what would you say? Like, this is where I would suggest doing that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, definitely couch and chair. The, the item you are going to be using all the time that you're not going to be changing as frequently, mm-hmm. I would 100% invest. Like, you know, I've spent more on my couch than I probably spent on the rest of the living room mm-hmm. just because it's like something I will be using all day. Every day. We're going to sit on that. We're going to host people on that. We're going to mm-hmm. take naps on that. I mean, just everything's going to be done yeah. in that living room on that um also yeah definitely light fixtures although they're easily changeable that is not something you want to change all the time right through that trouble right so i would definitely invest in those especially rooms that you spend a lot of time in mm-hmm. um i would definitely invest in the, in the one you love the most i mean mm-hmm. and if you love one that's a hundred dollars then that's fantastic but i would definitely not settle and mm-hmm. I think that's the main thing sometimes people settle because they're trying to be on a budget Mm. but then they end up regretting that later because they're never fully happy with it which they they had just spent a little bit more for what they truly wanted Mm -hmm. they would be much happier in the end and then I would also say like my mantle um is an old euro piece of wood that's Mm. like amazing and and we actually able to get it for a steal but something like that I would have spent on than I even had to because that is gonna I'm not gonna change the mantle. I mean mm-hmm. I'm just not gonna go take the mantle off and put a new one on. It's not something I'm gonna do. So something like that that I decorate on constantly and that is a real focal point in the room, mm-hmm. I would definitely get what you truly want. Even if you have to sacrifice or sell a couple things, mm-hmm. you're gonna make it happen if it's something you truly want and be yeah. creative in the way that you you know, in the way that you go about getting some of these things, if there is a piece that you love, but you mm-hmm. can't necessarily afford it right now, mm-hmm. see what you can sacrifice or do that for a little while while you can save up to get that piece. 
yeah. it's worth it to do that than settling on something cheaper just because you want it right here and right now. Yeah, totally. My husband always says buy once, cry once because yeah. I mean, truly <laughs> like if, if some of those really staple pieces like a couch or like light fixtures or something like that, like if it's, if it's like either something that you're going to end up wanting to change again in six months because it's either not comfortable or it's not actually what you really wanted or it looks like it just doesn't look how you really like you're going to end up spending more money in the process by then wanting to eventually change it and or because or because it's not working how you thought you how it should or it's not looking how you thought it should and so you're going to end up spending more in the process anyway so sometimes it's better to even just wait a little while or like you said get a little creative maybe sell a couple of things and then be able to get the thing that you really will like and really want to have there so that's yeah i think that's great advice absolutely yeah. yes Love that. Okay. Well, we have got, man, this has been so good. I feel like this has been really practical and applicable advice and really helpful tips. I've loved everything you've shared. I agree with all of it. I'd love if you can share where everyone can hear more from you if they want to learn just more tips or want to get some inspiration or some ideas of what they might be able to do in their own home. Where can they find you and where can they see your work? Absolutely. Well, the blog that I've talked about this whole time is refabbed.com and that is R-E-F-A-B-B-E-D.com. You can go there. I've got hundreds of blog posts about DIY and decorating and just life in general and even some travel thrown in that I added about a year ago. Hmm. So there's tons on there that you can find. And then I'm on Facebook at Refabbed and Instagram, TikTok, all the things um, <laughs> at Refabbed. So awesome. you can just, you can, there's something for everybody for sure. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for everything you've shared. It's been so much fun to chat with you and learn from you. And I know this is just going to bless so many different people who are trying to figure out what to do with their home and how to do that in a way that honors their budget too. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's been such a gift. Thank you so much, Jordan. It was awesome to be here. It was a lot of fun. Wasn't that so fun? I just feel like I love conversations like that because no matter what your taste is or your style is or your living situation is and whether or not you consider yourself someone who cares a lot about decor and styling, it just always re-inspires me to be thinking, you know, how can I get creative in the space that I'm in, in the season I'm in, right where I'm at, whether that's with my home or with my with my work or in my backyard, like maybe you'll apply this differently, but I just hope this encourages you to find a way to think outside the box, to make the most of the almost, if you will. I want to finish this episode by just reviewing the questions that come from the reading guide from chapter 12. Like I said, we kind of jumped around. We're not necessarily going chapter by chapter, but I just wanted to pull out a handful of themes from the book and put it into this series so that you had something to accompany your reading. Um, But the questions that I want you to kind of walk away considering, and if you have the reading guide, be sure to download that and answer these. If you don't, you can find those on my website and we'll be sure to link them in the show notes too. But first question is when something good goes wrong or life doesn't meet your expectations, what's your natural response? Do you tend to make yourself busy or try to forget about it? Or do you allow yourself to be slow and still as you process and move through it? Do you really, I guess the other way to ask that is, do you, you know, look for ways to move in the meantime? Do you look for ways to move intentionally, to find things that you enjoy, to invest in projects that mean something to you? Or do you just start kind of filling your calendar so you don't have to deal with stuff, right? Like there's nothing wrong with doing intentional things and and filling your calendar with good things. In fact, I think that's a good thing to do. Um, But I know that sometimes when we're not wanting to feel the things, we just kind of want to push them to the side and we're not very thoughtful about the things we choose to fill our plates with. And so I just want you to consider how can I be really intentional to fill my plate and put more of what I care about and more of what matters on my plate, more of what's enjoyable to me on my plate, more of what's going to grow me or challenge me or inspire me. Um, even if I'm not carrying the plate, I really wanted to be carrying for lack of a better way to say it. 
The second question is, what do you hope for in the long term? Is that a great marriage, maybe healing or natural energy to be debt free? Like what comes to mind? I want you to write that down. Then for each one of the things that you wrote down, whether it's one or two or three, consider what daily disciplines you need to stick to in the short term right now to support that goal. I dig a lot more into this in in chapter 12. It's not something we really covered a ton in this episode, Um, but I just want you to be thinking about like, where do I really want to go and what small steps do I need to take to get there, right? Just like anything, whether it's redecorating a whole room or, you know, trying to work toward a great marriage. Like once you have the end in mind, then you have to really kind of break it down into micro steps and consider, okay, then what does that look like for right now? How do I make daily disciplines and take small steps toward that so I can move the needle 1% closer at a time to where I would like to be or, or, you know, to creating what I hope to create, right? Whether it's a nice room or a good marriage or something else. Okay. Last question is consider or brainstorm what you could do in your bootcamp season. What can you tend to? Is there a relationship in your life? Is your health struggling? Like what needs tending in your life? What could you try to learn? Is there something new that you could learn? Maybe it's about finances. Maybe it's about home decor. Maybe it's about uh, DIY projects. Maybe it's about gardening. What could you try? You know, maybe you could try your hand at building built-ins for your home or starting a garden or, you know, sourcing locally, you know, locally raised produce and, and meat or something else. But like, what can you tend to? What can you learn? What can you try or what can you do? I want you to consider that. And if, if nothing else, I hope this episode inspired you and gave you a little bit of a starting point and maybe some ideas of where you could start in your own boot camp season. I'd love to hear from you. It makes me so happy to see you tuning into this show. So if you're on Instagram, let me know what your favorite part of the show was by taking the screenshot of the episode you've tuned into and share it on your story. Tag me at Jordan Lee Dooley and tell me what your favorite quote or takeaway from today's show was so that I can see what's helping you and even feature what you share. This keeps me inspired and encouraged to keep creating new content And it's a great way to share something that your friends might love too. I can't wait to see you in Instagram world, my friend. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about the She Podcast or to get involved in Jordan's growing community, visit jordanleedooley.com. Thanks for joining in today. Until next time, remain committed to intentional choices that refine your heart, faith, health, and work because your story is much too important to settle for anything less. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.